Hi everyone, thank you so much for tuning in again to Remembering. On today's episode, I have the honor of speaking with Savannah Kujaski, who is somebody that I used to do a lot of healing work with back in 2013 and 2000. I actually worked with her at two separate times, 2013 and then again in 2017 before my daughter was born. Um, At that time, she was working as a trauma counselor, working with people to unpack, process, and cope with their trauma, their childhood trauma, and, and figure out how to kind of grow up into themselves as adults and not live from a place of constantly traumatizing and re-traumatizing and being triggered and all of those things. Um, super powerful, amazing work. And now she is working on her business, Savvy Awakening, which is a niche kind of personal empowerment group for women to be able to connect with their inner selves, connect with their bodies, their menstrual cycles and the cycles of the moon to be able to harness their own power and live in alignment. So on this episode, we talk about her work and how she ended up falling into this line of work. We talk about the ways in which trauma and spirituality are very important to use together as tools, but sometimes can be difficult to interweave together and why that's so important. And we also talk about why women tend to be so disconnected from their bodies and their menstrual cycles and why she thinks that it's very, very important for women to be reconnecting and um, starting to live more embodied in that. So it's a really great episode. I wish we could have talked longer because she's just kind of this wealth of potent information. So I'm hoping maybe in the future I'll be able to get her and maybe her mom on the show again to talk more about these things. Um, I was going to have this episode live yesterday on Monday, and I apologize for anybody that was expecting that. For those who don't know, I am moving this weekend, so things are just really crazy right now, but the show is up now, so please enjoy. Let me know if you you did enjoy and if you did like it share it with some friends or definitely go check out savannah's instagram and facebook her links will be in the show notes so thank you so 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 much for listening and i will see you guys on the next episode and i really am just now coming to realize what my true purpose is and settling into it. So it's fun to, you know, talk about, I really haven't talked about this yet. So yeah. Well, do you want to just start and tell us a little bit about your background, how you, your journey to get to this place summarized? I know that's kind of a big question, but I know you started out years ago when I was working with you, you were doing trauma counseling and now you're, you're doing your work with women now. So do you want to do just like a little summary of 
what that is and how you got there. Totally. Um, I think what it really comes down to is that I was born extremely sensitive into a very traumatizing situation. And so having these two worlds within myself have really been conflicting for many years. And so I've kind of gone more into spirituality. It helped me a lot, but then I plateaued. And so then I kind of focused more on trauma work and that helped me a lot. And then I plateaued. And so I noticed myself kind of flopping back and forth and feeling this inconsistency in my routine and in my own energy, because those are two very polarizing subjects to be hyper spiritual and hyper aware and conscious, but also debilitated by trauma. You know, that's um, two very different things. So it was really interesting for me to become so incredibly trauma informed in such a spiritual place like Fairfield. And that really taught me a lot because I first moved to Fairfield in 2012 when the whole thing was happening and all the spiritual stuff was happening. The people were migrating to the spiritual places. And I was given an amazing opportunity to move from Iowa City, which was a pretty like bro college town. I was drinking a lot. I was hiding, you know, I was hiding. And then I decided I couldn't work at Red Lobster anymore and that I was hiding. And it kind of guide me to go to this place called Ohm. And I got the job right away. I quit Red Lobster and it just took off. And so I was noticing myself kind of battling internally as I became more spiritual, that there was something kind of pulling at me. And my mom moved back to Iowa and started talking to me about trauma. And so I'm kind of going back and forth here in time, but I moved into Iowa City, she moved, and so I started doing trauma work. I got this amazing job, and then two years after starting to do my trauma work and living in Iowa City, I got this opportunity to go to Fairfield. And that's, and then my mom eventually moved to Fairfield as well because it just made more sense, right? Um, and so she started her practice, and I was managing this, uh, the metaphysical store, which I believe that's where I met you, correct? Yeah, yeah. And so I was like um, the general manager there, but I literally was the only one that worked there. So I worked there 60 hours a week. I opened, I closed, I did everything, the inventory. Um, and it was this insanely spiritual Mecca of intense energy. And so I was like working in this place with all these crystals in the spiritual spot and my evolution just quantified. I mean, it just really, really healed me from a core level energetically. And I noticed that my trauma was coming up, you know, it was, it was purging and I couldn't handle it. And that was the point that I really surrendered to my mom. And I was like, teach me because the spiritual stuff has gotten me this far, but it's only half of me, you know, I'm really, really, really traumatized. And so it was like five years of doing kind of both. Um, and I was kind of lost inside of myself after that. You know, I got pregnant unexpectedly. Um, and, you know, I was 23. I was very young. I had just met my boyfriend at the time, Curtis, who was my twin flame. And, you know, just sent me over the edge spiritually. Became a mother. I was dealing with that relationship. Then I got pregnant on birth control while breastfeeding while I was five months postpartum. And so that sped me up spiritually, but also triggered more trauma. Right. So it was like these, I kept seeing these things just kind of like build on top of each other of like trauma, spiritual, trauma, spiritual. It was like this sandwich effect. 
And so then I became, you know, a mom and a wife. And I was like, I have to do better. And I have to figure out what I want to do with my life. And that really changed me, you know, becoming a mom really was like, I can't be a server the rest of my life. Look how much potential I have. You know, I can't do this anymore. So, um, and this is long winded. This might be too long, but it's really good. Okay. (laughs) So, um, so then I started, so I had been supervised for a couple years with my mom. I had been doing the training with my mom for a while and she and I came to the conclusion that I was ready to start having supervised clients. Um, and that she would watch me very closely. And so I was learning a lot from her clients at the time. We had a lot of people signing waivers that I could learn about them and train and like, you know, for the confidentiality stuff and vice versa that my clients, she knew what was going on with my clients because I was being supervised, right, you know? Um, And so I learned a lot at that time about trauma and about human behavior, which really helped me now, but I also realized I'm way too sensitive for direct care. And again, the spiritual thing came through of like, wait a minute, you are a sensitive and don't forget what you were doing when you first moved here. Like I was doing 15 readings a day, literally. I mean, just like 10 minute readings. I was like this conduit of energy. So it was so intense. This was all so intense. Fairfield was just so intense. My twin flame and getting pregnant and the whole thing, right? Um, and I don't care what anyone says. That, that is real. The energy there is far out. Um, so then I decided I didn't want to do direct care. I started pumping back into my savvy stone elixirs company, um, which is, you know, all crystal infused products. And again, it felt fragmented, right? Because it's, it's, it's only part of me. I noticed this. And then I was pushing the shut cells. I was doing really well. I was making big business. Like I was doing really well. And then all of a sudden Curtis got so sick that it was like the brakes just pumped and it was like, whoa, you can't be this corporate badass bitch. Even though you wanna be and you can be, you're good at it, that's, that's just not what your life is permitting. And again, God was like, you're not being in balance. You know, you're going too far in one direction, too far in one direction. And so then when Curtis died, it was just, you just realize really how precious life is and you can't fuck around. Honestly, you just can't. And every moment is precious because the moment you lose something like that, that's so foundational, right? Like he was my foundation. He was part of me, my family, my future, everything. It just shook me on every single level. And literally, you know, I'm so sensitive that I could get close to death. You know, I could feel so close where he was that I could literally, you know, this sounds crazy, but decide to die, you know, to that point in consciousness where part of me was dead. And so I made a choice. I literally made a choice. I've had a few readers tell me this recently that literally God gave you a choice. You could have died. You could have died along with him and you chose to keep on busting through. And so that's what my story is now is that I have endured more than most people and I have come out 10 times stronger than most people. And that's not that I'm better than other people. That's just that source has given me gifts to be able to transcend and transform because I am that sensitive and I'm that attuned. So, you know, that's kind of why I am where I am now because 
now people come to me, I've come close to death, I'm dying right now, I'm, you know, and it's all metaphorical, but I have such an understanding around possibility and trauma and spirituality and how they, you know, and identities and all these things. It just, I have a lot of understanding on a lot of things and how could I not teach people? How could I just push sales for the rest of my life? You know what I mean? Like, how could I be this corporate person and money hungry and go, which is where I was headed because I was so stressed that Curtis was so sick. And then I realized, wait a minute, you, I, I'm transcendent. You know, I am God. So how am I going to live when my husband didn't have that choice and only live halfway? You know, it's like, I just couldn't be fake anymore. You know, I just couldn't, I had to be authentic. I had to become my greatest self. Otherwise I would die and my kids would have to have two kids, two parents die. It's like, so that's how I am where I am now. It's just, I don't know. I was literally reborn when he died. There's no other way to say it. Yeah, it's really interesting because what a time to have experienced that. And now we're in 2020, the time of the pandemic and death is everywhere and people are so afraid of it, so afraid and running in the opposite direction. Like, what a time to have experienced that and have that kind of in your back pocket. Um, working as a healer, that's just, you know, that timing is kind of divine, right? I mean, that's really powerful. Um, so many of the things you're saying, I kind of resonate with, and that might be why I kind of gravitated towards your work at the time that I was in Fairfield because I am such a highly sensitive person. It's absurd. Um, and yet at the same time, I've always been drawn to be a healer and like, I can't handle it most of the time, but I want it so bad. It's like all I want to do. And, um, I also had a similar experience where I was going really on this route of like, I was going to get into tech and I was going to do that to make money. And, there like earlier this year there was just this huge u-turn in my life of like what the fuck are you doing <laughs> you know like that's not what you're here for so I had very different but a similar kind of inner experience of like oh yeah I have to be authentic I don't have a choice so it's really powerful really super beautiful um and so now you're working, do you want to summarize your like business model that you're working with now with uh, working with women and things like that? Sure. I'm sorry. The dog is just on one today. Just one second. Okay. <laughs> oh, Ryan, are you confused? What's up, bud? Here, I'll keep it open now that it's just on. The poor emotional support dog, you know, he's losing it. He's like... <laughs> everyone's crying everyone's you know he's a good dog um so savvy awakening is a platform intended to educate empower and ground women for a more authentic future and my intention is to help women tap into their own awareness to the point that they feel safe enough in their skin to not only treat the issues that they've had but transcend them and feel liberated by getting through it. You know, that people who experience obstacles and experience trauma tend to be caught up in the trauma that they've had and they lose sight of their potential. And I think that's really sad. You know what I mean? That we all have this potential inside 
that we lose because of conditioning, because of belief systems, because of fear. And if we could just get rid of other people's shit and go back to our own core, people would be far more happy. They'd be able to access their highest potential. They'd be able to live their highest excitement. They'd be able to monetize their highest excitement and be able to experience life the way they want to. You know, there's this disconnect from this like dream world of success that people feel so disconnected from because they're disconnected from themselves. And so how do we manifest and access that higher potential when we're so traumatized? We gotta work through your trauma got to process and work and work and work to then be on the other side. But when you put in that work in a supportive environment, people can really thrive. Yeah, I've noticed in the world, the word trauma has been coming up more and more and people are starting to pay attention to it a lot more than say when I first started working with you, I think that was in like 2013 or something like that. Um, you know, it wasn't really talked about then in a in like a broad spectrum way like people on social media are talking about it a lot more like healers are talking about it and i remember at the time when i started working with you i didn't even really understand what it meant until you kind of introduced this idea to me um and other people in fairfield were like yeah there's this work that you can do um so it's really amazing you i feel like in some ways you've been ahead of the curve a little bit in that respect um do you do you notice like more and more people kind of gravitating towards that work has it become more of an important thing in your circles or in the work that you do with people um and how is it being received because i know there's a little discomfort around the term too there's a lot of like mm. <laughs> don't want to talk about that <laughs> Well, I think um, that's one of the benefits of, of doing spiritual and trauma work together. And I, I have always been a little ahead of the curve. I've always acted a little quicker than other people and felt quicker than other people. But one Are of the benefits- Aquarius? I'm a Sagittarius. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, one of the benefits of being ahead of people is that I've been humbled enough to realize that that's a gift for other people. Um, and so I feel like there's two, like I was saying, there's two different worlds. There's a spiritual world and there's this trauma world. And that's, what's kind of difficult for me because I really play with the two together and there's not a whole lot of that yet. I noticed like people talking about trauma from a spiritual aspect, like talking about doing trauma or talk about doing shadow work, or they talk about doing somatic work and like that's all a spiritual way of saying trauma work, but there's still that component of spiritual bypassing. You know, there's not like the consciousness that needs to be there in my opinion. And then there's this trauma world that's starting to talk about again, the somatics and starting to talk about the shadow work, but they don't really talk about the two together, like how trauma influences spirituality, which is what I'm really about. Right. Um, so it's interesting how you see like things kind of peak up and grow, but it's so non-linear that it's hard to tell, right? Um, and that social media is amazing and difficult for that because it puts attention on it, but it's person by person by person where we need like a full shift. And But I, I really feel also that a lot of the social justice stuff that's coming up is a lot more trauma focused and 
Um, it's putting attention on things that have been pushed under the rug for a really long time. So it's kind of, I mean, that's not a really direct answer, but I, I feel like because it's nonlinear, I feel like each individual is starting to address their trauma more, but it's not like normalized yet. Does that make sense? Um, and I'm really noticing in a lot of the work that I'm doing with women, particularly, they t they're open to talking about trauma, but only because I present it, like you just said. So it's interesting as I develop the Savvy Awakening Facebook group a little bit more that the people, I'm starting to put feelers out about trauma and addressing certain topics. And a lot of those people don't even realize that that's a trauma focus. It's just normalized into their day-to-day -day life. And so as you start to like spark things of like, oh, that may not be the healthiest situation or this may not be the response that people are used to. And you know, all of these things, it's like you're starting to, people are starting to wake up, but it's still a pretty, there's still, it's taboo, unfortunately. So in your Facebook group, like, are you, I'm a part of that group. Um, and you're doing a lot of lives and posts and you're talking about, you have certain workshops that you're posting. There's a lot of emphasis on moon cycles and menstruation. And do, so is that, um, do you think, is that coming from a trauma informed perspective that you're emphasizing on that? Or is that kind of separate? So everything that I do is trauma informed because I am so deeply ingrained with trauma. I can't even have a conversation without bringing up trauma. You know, that's <laughs> who I've become, right? You know, it's like, it's all about, if I don't even use the word trauma, it's all about self-development or spirituality or consciousness. It's just, there's no time to fuck around. Um, so with the menstruation stuff, I think the reason why I was so attracted to that first was a, I feel like it's a huge part of being a woman and my work is now focused on women. Um, it's a huge part of being a woman that people are disconnected from, right? They're frustrated with it, they're inconvenienced by it or whatever it may be. And I feel like trauma influences our hormones a lot more than people realize. And so a lot of women, in my opinion, are A, being over-medicated generally, but they're also being put on a lot of birth control, which really affects their own cycles, which I believe really affects their chi. You know, I've been put on birth control at a really young age. I was put on um, the depot shot when I was 12 because my periods were so bad. And the reason why my periods were so bad was because I was extremely traumatized and had a very incons inconsistent life. And so my periods were inconsistent. Nobody, of course, asked about that, and I don't really feel like I consented, and I feel like that was one of my first traumas of becoming a woman, was that I didn't consent, really, you know? How can you consent at 12, even 14, you know, about those chemicals and stuff? Um, and so I felt like that was a major trauma of mine to endure as a woman, and it kind of disconnected me from, because it stopped my period. So I felt really disconnected from, you know, 12, 14, all the way up until I was 19, which was the first time I ever thought about getting off of it because my periods were so excruciating. They were so traumatizing that I, I missed school. I missed events. I missed school dances and stuff like that. So it's like a major component of being a traumatized woman and disconnecting from spirituality is menstruation you know, because we're taught that it's dirty, that it's bad, that it's something to hide, that it's, you know, disgusting. And 
So then we're therefore then as women, we're disgusting and we have something to hide and we're dirty. And think about that conditioning and that programming from the age of 12. You know what I'm saying? So that's a lot of stuff to unpack. And the reason why it was so, it took so long until I was 19 was because my periods were so excruciating. So then the next two years of not only cleansing out the depot shot and all of the other, I was on multiple different types of birth control, but also why was I put on birth control in the first place? I also had to work through all that and process all that. And that was a major part of becoming a well-adjusted woman was like finding a place of love, unconditional love to something that creates life, right? Like we, none of us would be here without ovulation and menstruation. So like connecting to that sense in your body and like learning to love that even though I was so in so much pain you know and then I feel like that kind of continued a couple even just like 18 months after that I was pregnant and then I was nursing and I lost my period and then I had another baby well on birth control and nursing which really messed up my hormones and so then for three years after my kids were born my hormones were still messed up it's like this has been messing with me since I was started puberty so it's foundational for me. And I feel like it is with a lot of women and they're shushed and they're told not to talk about it. And so they push it down. It causes a lot of issues, you know? And it's hard too, because there's not really a lot of spaces to talk about it, oh. you know? And so that's something really beautiful about what you're doing is it's giving women permission to just talk about it, whatever it looks like. Um, you know, like, I think that I haven't had like close relationships with women since I was probably in high school. And that was probably the last time that I like was just really honest with another woman about my period or even, you know, my sex life, you know, things like that. Like I just didn't talk about, I just don't talk about that area of my body really, especially after giving birth. It feels, I have a lot of like internalized stuff about what happened down there. <laughs> you know, when I gave birth to my kids yeah. and that's a whole other thing. But, um, something I wanted to ask you too, was that if you think that what's also part of this, something I think about a lot as a person with, um, depression and I just ponder this idea, a lot of people being so disconnected from natural cycles that, it creates dis-ease in both mind and body. And so I've seen you emphasize a lot on your Instagram and stuff about being in rhythm with the moon. And that is something that is inherently understood somehow still in our society. We understand that the moon is a part of menstruation, but it's not necessarily talked about in a real way. And um, yeah, I just think that that's a huge contributing factor to so many different things in our own well-being, but I don't know enough about it to really talk about it, you know? So I'm curious what inspired that aspect of it for you. Well, I think the first step in that was really doing my own trauma work and realizing that the first step to integration is self-awareness. And like a big part of trying to do your trauma work is figuring out why you do the things you do. What is the meat, the need that's being met behind that action? And so I was kind of like, I was realizing that I was kind of at the whim of my hormones. Like I knew that my hormones were affecting me and I knew that I was having mood swings. I knew I was depressed sometimes and I was eating poorly other times. And like, 
I had kind of this awareness, but it was really hard for me to track and like, you know, so I was aware of it, but it wasn't structured. And then um, a reader told me years ago now, like almost a decade ago, that you that I have this deep connection to the moon that will inspire my potential. And then that I would eventually um, give that consciousness to other women. And at the time I was like, okay, well, whatever. I talked to my friends about the moon all the time. And that's what I thought she was talking about. And I had no idea. But then once I started like really getting grounded in the work that I wanted to do, and I was like, wait a minute, I, there, there's something missing. And I think it's the moon that woman was like, you got to really pay attention to the moon. I like fluffed it off. And I'm like, that reader has told me so many things that had so much value in my life that why would I ignore that? Right. And I feel like that was me kind of like self-sabotaging for a while. So then I really started tapping into the moon. And then I started realizing that my behaviors were in relationship to the moon and that I could cult, that I could harness certain energies at certain times of the month to my benefit. So like, I know that post ovulation, I am dead to the world. Like I literally cannot function, right? Like I'm so exhausted. And my husband used to think I was crazy. I'm like, dude, I worked really hard to drop that egg and I need a couple of days to just like watch Netflix. You know what I mean? He's like, Sav, what are you talking about? And so I was like, okay, well, if I pinpointed that one thing that for days I'm debilitated after I ovulate. Well, then I need to figure out the days I'm not debilitated because I can't just like sit around and, you know, eat candy all day, all, all month. So then I started paying attention to like the moon more of her actual cycles and what they represent. And I started seeing an acupuncturist and I started getting my periods to be more consistent. And doing those two things together of getting my period coming at the same time every month, which I had never had in my life. I mean, which is crazy to think about. I've never had my period be consistent my entire life until I was 27. And, and so then I started realizing, well, I was doing these two things separately. I was manifesting with the moon, which was a big part of my life for years. That was just something I learned in Fairfield. And I just started realizing that that was something that worked for me. Then I realized, wait, my period, now it's at the same time of the month. It's always at the time it was the new moon. It was always with the new moon. So then I realized right before the new moon, I have this week that I'm like a superhero. I have so much energy and that's when I'm cooking. That's when I'm baking. That's when I'm doing laundry. That's when I'm doing the house because I have the energy to move like that, right? Like I'm doing my Fitbit. I'm burning like 35, you know, 35,000 calories a day, you know, something crazy, 3,500 calories a day. Like, okay, so those are the days that I have a lot of energy. And then I have my period, I need to be a little bit more chill. So maybe those are the days that I should like do my work and like make graphics. I don't really want to talk to people versus around the second quarter. You know what I'm saying? Is like when I'm ready to start talking to people, that's when I'm, my brain is a little more fluid because it's all around your hormones, right? Like certain hormones make you foggy. Certain hormones make you motivated. Some hormones make you freaky. It depends on what time of the month you're in. And so it's like, if you start learning to benefit from the structures that the universe provides that all you have to do is tap into, you just have to tap into these structures that are already created for us. You know, all of these laws, we all know about the law of attraction and the quantum and all that stuff that people talk about. Well, that shit's true. I've really learned to tap into it and structure myself based off of the moon and my period and syncing them up and realizing when 
is good to do what stuff, which makes me a lot more, um, what's the word? A lot more, um, oh God, I lost the word. I was getting ahead of myself. <laughs> okay. uh, productive. Makes oh, me a yeah. lot more productive, right? Because I know when to do what. And so that's kind of where the menstruation, taking it back to what you actually asked, was that menstruation links up with trauma because I really noticed that my hormones trigger certain trauma responses. Like I shut down or I get manic, right? I'm either depressed or I'm manic. And so learning that, okay, I'm post-ovulation, I'm feeling low today, it's okay to watch movies because I know in 10 days, I'm going to be kicking ass like I did last month. And right now I just need a break. And that, that allows for the mental health component to come in and be gentle with myself is like, if you know why you're doing certain things, we can be organized in ourselves and, and grounded and conscious and loving and unconditional to ourselves because we have that core understanding of all the reasons why we do things. We're very complex. And that's another part of the Savvy Awakening mission is showing people that women, that we are very complex and that doesn't make us at fault. That just means that people need to understand us more and, and respect us more. And a lot of that is hormones. And that's a big part of men too. They've got to learn to respect what's going on. We are making eggs. We, we are bleeding. You know, we do have to nurse and our body is still preparing to do that. Even if we're not making a baby right now, we're still working that hard. So you know, that consciousness, I think, is really important. That's incredible. You know, earlier this year, I received a diagnosis of fibromyalgia. And I don't know if you're familiar with fibro, but it's basically a bunch of symptoms grouped together, and they put this label on it, and they're like, sorry, we can't help you. Maybe you should take some pain meds, or maybe you should take some antidepressants. Like, it's, it's one of those. And um, what I experienced with that is, like, a few days out of every month, I'll get a flare up. And it's so interesting to think about maybe it's just my cycle and my hormones. Um, I get a flare up where I'm really in a lot of pain and I'm really fucking tired and I can't do any, like I can't do anything. And so it's really hard being a mom in that situation. <laughs> um, but it would be really interesting to me to see diagnoses like that one, you know, like fibromyalgia, you know, how how does how much does this link up with hormones and menstruation and what's naturally going on in the body and just so much disconnectedness and disassociation from those natural occurrences that it creates this whole kerfuffle in your life well and this uh, is a whole other conversation we should have because my mom has fibromyalgia and um She's also having non-epileptic seizures and they're starting, there's a clinic around here that specializes in dissociative disorders and they're starting to see non-epileptic seizures as uh, dissociative disorders, as well as things like fibromyalgia with the idea that essentially you have somatic memories, energy stored in certain parts of your body that can't be released, right, um, without help. And so they store in our body, which would make sense to me if we take that next level hormones, if your um, endocrine system is on the fritz from being traumatized your whole life and having babies and stressing out over being a mom and, you know, making all the cool things you make, we get really overwhelmed, our body gets flared up, and we don't really feel like we can take the time to rest. 
And so then our body flares up. Like I don't have fibromyalgia, but I know if I don't rest on those days that I'm dead to the world after I ovulate, I'm down for a week. It's not worth it, which is the same as your flare ups. I'm sure you're down for the week. And then, so what if you knew this is the time that I need to rest and you did and didn't get flared up, you know? So it's just interesting to think like everybody is, is so individualized that that's why they can't treat things like fibromyalgia because they're going to say, well, there's a bunch of trauma in your body. You can't do anything about it. See ya. Like they can't do that, <laughs> which is really what they're saying, you know, is like, there's nothing we can do. And then they medicate it, which makes it worse. In my opinion. I mean, you have to do it because you're in so much pain, but what if you have the resources to address it before you were medicated? What if the medical system was trauma informed enough to realize that your body responds to trauma, which is why our periods are off, which is why we have cancer, which is why we have fibromyalgia. So this is a big, a big topic, a big concept, but this is something that I talk a lot about is like, what's going on in your body because of trauma and you have no idea what's going on and neither does a doctor. Well, is it just shit? You're out of luck. Or is it that people actually stop and learn enough about themselves that they can dive deep? You know, I've gotten to the point, I'm so in touch with my body that I feel a memory coming up two days before it happens. You know what I mean? It's like, that's how aware I've become, which is not always a good thing. I'm not like saying that's the best thing. I'm just saying more people need awareness and they don't have the opportunity to have it. And that's why I'm here to like teach people how you can wake up in your normal nine to five. And why, why, you know, why are we also in so much pain? Right. Yeah. And um, is your mom still doing work or is she, is she not? she is she does yeah um it would be really cool to have a conversation with her about all of this too because i'm sure she has a whole whole <laughs> yeah um because fiber is a one together right and then she and i can come on together that would be awesome that would be so cool um fiber is a weird thing where it's it's one of those things where everybody has a different theory you know, everybody has a different theory on what could cure it, why it's there. And so for me, I've only been with this diagnosis since February. And I've just been like, I don't even know what to do. And now I'm scared to go off these meds because I don't want my depression to come back. I don't want, you know, all these things to come back in the middle of having to still be a mom and all these things. So it's, it's like overwhelming. Um, and I think that there's a lot of chronic disorders like that where people just don't know what to do. So they just cave and they're like, I guess I'm on these meds for the rest of my life. It's really sad. Um, our, our medical system is corrupt, unfortunately. It's doing more damage than good. And I, that's, that's one of the things with the question you asked earlier as far as if trauma is being embraced. And I do notice that in the medical field a lot more people are trying to realize that trauma does affect the body a lot more and it does cause, you know, physical symptoms and mental health symptoms. And I think that's really important. Um, but there's just not enough educated doctors out there, you know, and that was one thing I almost went to medical school because I was so frustrated that nobody could take care of my husband. No one could help my mom. No one could help me. My kids have allergies. They have no idea. And it's just the lack of sensitivity in the medical system is, concerning and that's why the trauma movement is so important because it's a systemic issue yeah. and 
again, that, that idea that you have trauma stored in your body is so interesting to me because I um, am really focused on ancestral healing. And I think that that is also something that's just passed along in DNA, you know, that trauma that's carried for generations. And sometimes that's impossible to know unless you're really, really aware and really paying attention. Um, Like for me, part of what happens during my flare ups is my lower back is just, I'm not on my period, but my lower back is just in so much pain. So I have to be laying down with a hot pad for like a full day or a couple days. And that, you know, I know what that is. Like, I know I'm highly traumatized. I know what that is, but I, you know, it's like, what do you, it's so much. And when you have kids and you have your whole life running around you, it's hard to take time to just sit down and address that really heavy, hard stuff. Um, and I was curious if you, I mean, I know that you gave me when we were working together, little things here and there that you can use um, to try to work through that stuff. But for someone like myself, or even somebody that's just single and doesn't necessarily have information about this stuff, where is somewhere that they can begin to like, look maybe look at this kind of stuff without uh the you know without it being overwhelming or like just triggering them to a point of I can't do this you know what I mean yeah um I think that's one of the ways social media is so amazing um my mom you know does the trauma response syndrome model and I feel that a lot of her social media that's up and going is very informative and it's simple and to the point and intended to help someone more than trigger them. Um, and of course, everything that I'm doing is trauma informed. And so I'm here as a helping light to anybody that needs help. And I'm here to help you if you need um, more assistance to just kind of start that journey internally i think once people find safety inside of themselves then they're able to do more research and i think that's the most important thing is that people take the time to not only treat themselves and heal themselves but do the research figure out what's good for them try the supplements try the medications try the exercise routine or whatever they need to better their life that healing is a very intuitive thing um and so i think people learning to be empowered within themselves is the most important thing because unfortunately nobody knows your body better than you. Nobody knows your psyche better than you. Um, but I do think that trauma, trauma work is essential. I, I, I have to say that I think every single person on this planet needs trauma response syndrome model. What is like, what do you think for people is like one of the, I don't know if, if there is such a thing, but do you think there's signs for a person to like do this kind of work? Like what does their, what is something that might be happening for them, for them to be like, oh, okay, this is, this is trauma. I need to address this. Well, I think that inconsistencies in life is the number one thing that I hear from people that they're, they're trying to do something and they just can't keep it up. Right. Like, I started this new diet and I was really, really um, committed in the beginning and then somehow it just went away. Or I was really, really listening to my husband and I was trying, trying so hard to be on his side and then all of a sudden I was screaming and throwing a chair at him, right? That disconnect, that disconnect is like feeling, I'm gonna say the word fragmented, but that's not maybe the word I should use because as a lot of um, you know, like a pre 
it's got a lot of juju around it. And so maybe I shouldn't say that, but when people are feeling disconnected from what they're doing, they don't resonate with what's happening in their life, whether that's inconsistency, whether that's lying, whether that's cheating, whether that's stealing, whether that's a job they hate, whether that's a relationship they hate, they are surrounded by friends they don't resonate with. Like that disconnect of like feeling a lack of integrity and authenticity that's what trauma does is that it disconnects us from our highest self, from who we were when we were born, right? Like we're all born inherently good. The only reason why we might be quote unquote bad or making bad choices is because we've been so traumatized to the point that we're disconnected from that original self, which then that's when we start getting into those spiritual ideas is that we can integrate, but it takes a spirit and um, you know, you have to be able to analyze, you have to be able to rationalize, but you also have to feel worthy. You also have to be connected to your source. You have to be connected to your inner child. So feeling that disconnect from self and from your willpower, I think is a, is a big thing that every trauma survivor suffers from. They can't control their money or they can't control their actions or they're doing drugs or whatever that may be. And that's just a disconnect. And that's why I feel that the trauma response syndrome model is so beneficial and i.e. why I've been so helpful for people is because there's not a judgment. It's not, there's never any judge. We're just doing what we can to survive because we've been traumatized and that's it. There's nothing else to it. And so, you know, yeah, yeah. Does that answer your question? I would love to just elaborate this on a little bit because, um, I know that I'm highly traumatized. I also know that I'm highly sensitive and inconsistency is probably my biggest complaint about my life. And I'm really highly aware of myself. So I know like I get triggered about something and then I just have to drop it. And it's, it, it can be really subtle. I'm curious if you can elaborate a tiny bit about why something like that happens for a person. I mean, I understand the, the fragmentation or like in the spiritual community, it's like talked about as your soul gets like split or something like this when you have a trauma or something happens, your soul gets fragmented and you know, you go all over the place, whatever. I've heard lots of different variations of that. Um, do you think that it is, can it be boiled down to something as simple as a disconnection from the mind and the heart or like the will and the heart? Or do you think it's, uh, something more specific. Well, that's what's so interesting about trauma is that we are multidimensional beings, right? We have our neurotransmitters in our brain and what's actually happening chemically. And then we also have the electromagnetic energy that's going on around us at the same time. And so as a spiritual being, we have to be able to coexist in both of those worlds to be able to experience integration. And so what, what makes most sense to me is that when we start talking about, so when a, when a child is traumatized and there's inconsistencies in their childhood, as a child is developing their sense of self and they're continuously battling these inconsistencies in their life, they literally are being they don't have a foundation from a young age, right? So it's like we're developing the sense of self on a faulty foundation. So all of these things like 
attachment or you know that's we've talked about ambivalent attachment before or those inconsistencies where we're consistently trying to rationalize irrational behavior we start developing these belief systems based off of inconsistencies in childhood which then become foundational as an adult so depending on how complex your trauma is is why you are like determines the complexities in your symptoms as an adult so then when we start talking about spirituality, in my opinion, spirituality is the awareness on what's happening to our foundation and to our psyche, which I kind of relate as the solar plexus. If we're talking about energetically, our ego is in our solar plexus. Our ego is what's traumatized and conditioned and has all of these belief systems. So it's like, does that make sense? So it's like, you know, the ego is consistently trying to develop a sense of self, but it's being thrown with all these inconsistencies. And so then, right. So then spiritually, we start trying to connect to all these soul fragmentations and then people start doing soul retrieval without actually thinking about the whole. And it really, really messes people up, which is what you're talking about. So that's why I think that trauma informed spirituality is so important because there's a process. There's a process that's important. The human psyche is very, very fragile. And if you don't understand complex developmental trauma, how are you going to start working with people's developmental fragments? You're trying to pull in someone when they're feeling four years old into a 28-year-old body, you're going to fragment them more because you're not doing it right. You're not respecting the process, right? And this is general. Um, I'm saying you, but it's general. So it's like, I really feel like when people are able to build an awareness from a conscious place that higher states of consciousness to then go at the fragments, then we're able to integrate because we have a sense of awareness of the whole it's holistic. And so we understand what's happening to the inner child. We understand what's happening to the ego. We understand what's happening to the higher self and how they're all related. When we start talking about fragmentation, we're literally talking about splits of a human psyche. People don't take that seriously enough, in my opinion. That's far out when you really start thinking about what people are trying to do and they don't. You know, I'm not educated necessarily. You know, I have a community college degree, but I know what I'm talking about because I've done the work. I have an understanding of human development because I've seen my fragments go from way over there in the ethers to bring it back into my body and I see it from a spiritual and from a trauma perspective. And so more spiritual people need to stop spiritually bypassing, get educated and really do the work they're meant to do. But because they're scared of their own shadows, they don't do the work and then they fuck people up. And it's this, it comes out sideways and it's causing a lot more damage than good. Soul fragmentation, soul retrieval needs to be taken very seriously. definitely has kind of messed with my period I've noticed uh but I don't know what's normal anymore because I had my babies basically back to back so yeah. so well, I don't know birth control are you on um I'm on the IUD oh, okay with hormones in it yeah. would you consider doing the copper one yeah I would I've done it before and I had so here's the thing the last time that I did it was when I was in Fairfield and I was really processing a lot of really heavy stuff with my abortion that I had. And so 
my periods got really painful and heavy when I got that. And I kept having weird pregnancy scares. Like my symptoms were mirroring pregnancy. So it was really uncomfortable for me at that time. But the primary reason that I got the hormonal one was because I've had really severe cystic acne for a while and I, it helped with my acne. Um, and I know that's a terrible reason to like get on birth control, no but shame. it was, it was so bad that I like, couldn't, you know, I was, I just, yeah. So, um, but I am, especially if I am going to get into this work, it, it would make sense to me to like, just go on the copper one so that I'm not, you know, having all these hormones. Um, well, and I can help you with cystic acne. Oh, really? Yeah. Like I, I have a few remedies that I could, I have a couple skin masks and some supplements you could take. We can find some cheaper ones and, you know, we can work together and figure it out. Um, if you ever want help on that. Um, and I, if you want to stay on the birth control you're on, that's fine. I'm not judging you. I'm just talking to you and just see, you know, yeah, I'm, I mean, I know that it's not addressing the core of it, so I probably should do that. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'd love to join the beta course. And then also, if you want to just add in the end here, like some information like your Instagram and where people can find you, your website or whatever, in case people are interested in learning more. Sure. Um, so I have my Savvy Awakening Facebook group, which is where the most free content is. I post uh, multiple, multiple videos a week. Um, I'm posting every single day. And what's really cool is that a lot of the members are now um, participating and posting their own stuff. There's a lot of body image stuff and a lot of really cool stuff coming in. Um, so Facebook is my main focus. I'm working on SavvyAwakening.com. Um, it should be live by August 1st, if not sooner. There'll be a couple courses on there, including my latest, which la launches August 18th, and that's Menstruating with the Moon, and there's a couple other courses on there as well. Um, my Instagram, Instagram handle is savvy.awakening1. Um, 